Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Are you receiving my transmission, or am I speaking to myself? Good. Welcome to the undisclosed location of nowhere. We broadcast for you. This beat? Yeah, did I make this beat? You made this. Okay. <laughs> topic will be jealous. Welcome to uh no oh, shout out topic. Yeah. <laughs> Left handed bro. <laughs> right out of the gate. Um Welcome to Airship Radio. My name is Joe. And my name is Junebug. Fresh coffee. Man. Or Bean Boy, some people call me. Straight from the, what do you call it? The, uh, pod, maybe? <laughs> the RV? Yeah. But you came, uh, it's you, you dirty it is dirty. Like this, uh, they never clean it. They don't even update most of this gear in here. You know, I don't even know if this thing is working. We never know if this is working, so. Nope. It's all these old Hustler magazines. Mm hmm. Right by the wheel. I'll show you my favorite. Um, all right, well. I like the grandmas. <laughs> this page right here. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's gross. Mm -hmm. That's gross. That's, uh, <laughs> filthy. It was the camel ad I know. for the cigarettes. I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was more risque at the time than even the porno mags. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite page is the index. If I can find everything. Dude. What's going on, man? You, uh, you made a trip from the old San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mountains and uh, the hills. My calves are really awesome. <laughs> are you uh, are you riding a bike out there? Not yet. I haven't gotten it shipped from Dallas yet. And um, it's kind of bugging me because I like my bike. You rode your bike everywhere in Dallas. Yeah. Olive Oil. Her name is Olive Oil. Olive oil? Yeah, she's she's olive green. Olive does she oil. miss her Popeye? She does. <laughs> she does. All these all these Brutus touching her and whatnot. <laughs> like that. But Man. I'm hoping to get her as soon as I get settled. Yeah. Because walking is cool. Yeah, you know, everybody walks. But biking is just it's way cooler. How do you so, get up those hills? Do you have to just well, you know, you, that's where you go, go for it. it. Sometimes, but then you get off your bike and you just walk the bike. Because sometimes the bike <laughs> that'd be so hard, dude. Some of those hills are outrageous. Walk. They are. Some of the hills are like they go from flat to a hundred in like two seconds, and then you're just sitting there. Dude, it's some like I always imagine how much more people have to have their brakes changed on their cars. In that town, than most cities, because they're having to break going down these hills all the time. You know. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it scares me every time. But I'll ride in the car with someone, and they drive a stick. And mm. if you're on the hill, like whenever the light turns green, mm. and you know 
stick kind of rolls back a little bit. All oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. All this they let off the going. throttle yeah, thing. Yeah, all yeah. Just keep going. Oh, shit. Where you're going to smash Dude, I drive a stick. Car. I know. I, I understand. See, but you're... I'd be terrified. See, I don't think I could learn to drive a stick in San Francisco. But you know what? But if I did... If you did, you'd be, be the best... the rest of the world. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. It's like people who can drive in uh, snowy places. They can drive when it's wet and rainy, you know, easily. That's true. They know how to... They know how to drift. Yeah. Totally they know how to drift. drift, yeah. That was a bad movie, but <laughs> super cool cars. But, yeah. Dude, so you miss olive oil, and when you get settled, you're going to have her... Yeah, um, I have a place for her. Take the her. journey. You nice. Know, I'm going to build a, a bike rack above my head, so that way I can just, like, you know, reach up without even looking. It'll be like just, a backpack. <laughs> yeah, it'll be my backpack for the day. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, she's a fixie, you know. Ooh. I hear, I heard yeah. I'm not supposed to have a fixie in San Francisco, and I see. Well, it's because you don't have the gears. You can't, you can't like. Well, you know, I saw that down gear. Then, then, like, what is it? It's like you. I'm. I was told that before I moved there, and then when mm -hmm. I got there, all I saw were people riding fixies. And oh. I was like, someone told me a lie because I see people who have gears, and they just don't look like they're happy to ride their bike. They don't look like they're going. <laughs> Straight to work or straight home. So they're, <laughs> but with the guys with the fixies, they're looking like they're just they're on leisure. Everything, yeah. Okay. Like, if I'm gonna go to work and I'm on a fixie, I'm gonna have fun going to work on a fixie. Interesting. So it's like a whole different kind of San Franciscan person. Yeah, like with, with gears, I feel like you get comfortable with, you know, chilling. But more people that have like maybe a more uptight job have bikes with gears. Is that a, like a study mm. potentially? You know what I mean? You know, I can see that. I can see that. Like, you get off a hard day's work and you just don't want to pedal. Yeah. So you just coast. I see. I see. You know what I mean? Like, no, you go get a beer afterwards and then you don't want to, like... coast to the bar. <laughs> like, you don't even pedal. You just get on a hill and just go straight down and yeah. coast to the bar. Completely, uh... And another thing, like, I want to try it out because I see it being done. But bikers don't necessarily pay attention to stop signs. And I, oh. I kind of want to test that out. Why? That's dangerous. It's not really dangerous because pedestrians are like they're the top of the food chain in San Francisco. <laughs> like I've seen people on their phones head down walking in their pea coats. Well, just their head down in the phone. Oh. And they walk straight across the street. Oh yeah, green yeah. Green light, red light, whatever. And people just stop. And no, they're in another rela reality yeah, at yeah, the time. Nobody, nobody honks. Nobody gets mad. It's just Damn. like, oh, yeah, it's walking across the street. It's a green light. I know. But I'm gonna stop. Do people get hit often by cars? I wonder that, but I've never seen it. Yeah, you have so to, you have to know, know the, like an EMT, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the statistic is. Hmm. That's a funny word. Statistic. 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 Statistical. Statistical. Oh, I have two. <laughs> Three. Dude, you're wearing a a topic. Is this a uh, is this a sweater sweatshirt? What is that shirt called? I mean, it's uh, they call it a crew neck sweater. And, um, God damn it, dude! That thing is nice looking. Thank you, man. You know I that was, is sharp. I did it because um, I was trying out to see if I could print on this later for fresh coffee. But um, Tommy was kind of a guinea pig. But it's funny because we only printed like we printed the majority of the regular colors, but then we wanted to experiment. So Tommy was like, "Man, I want my own color." And I was mm -hmm. like, "Well, if you're gonna get your own, color, <laughs> I want to get my own color." Yeah, yeah. So I chose like this vintage green, dude. 
and he has this vintage blue. Oh, shit, man. It's funny because we're at the show and everybody wants the vintage green and the vintage blue. And we're like, but they don't oh, exist. Dang, they don't exist. So People try to rip them off your bodies. Topic, yeah. <laughs> but luckily I have a girlfriend because she just blocks all that stuff. She does. She's got karate. Yeah, uh, nothing. It's all in her hair. <laughs> There's so many... So many moves in her bun. Dude, how long have y'all been dating? Hmm. About three weeks now. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Three-week anniversary. I know, right? I don't even know what we should do. Man. Maybe I should just, like, call her and say hi. You could. Yeah. She's at a show. She's at a topic show right now. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. dude. She has a show at Trees right now. Ah. <sighs> like, she just literally was like, oh, got to go. Topic's on stage. It's like... What happened to me? <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, dude. I know that guy's doing stuff. He's killing it. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm proud of him. He still can't read, though, for some reason. I just don't understand. Reading's overrated. Yes. He just makes beats. And... Well, unless you're taking a shit. Then it's kind of a yeah. bummer to not be able to read. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? I saw this meme mm-hmm. about... Um, it's like if you... It's like, this is me when I forget... To bring my phone on my reading material and it's got this guy reading a, a spray can <laughs> like the ingredients and i'm like man i've been there so many times like so many times i just take the lysol and i read it like three or four times and i was like i know every ingredient and i've read so many toothpaste but like yeah. you know the tubes yeah toothpaste yeah i always line up products mm-hmm. just to read mm-hmm. these are my reading products soap toothpaste Dude. shampoo dr bronner's mm. That's a great bottle to read, dude. So good. The words get so small. They do. It almost becomes like a artistic approach because, like, how do they fit the words to where there's, you know, they're a readable size, but there's so many words. It's a genius label, and it makes you feel good. Like oh. the whole, the whole thing makes you feel good. You know, yeah. you're like, God damn, I'm gonna put this on all over my body right now. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> there's a dog in the trailer. So you're. Your shirt, you designed that, and you're, um, dude, you're designing a a book. Yeah, a little comic book, you know, about this little this little bean baby. Um, it's gonna get pretty serious, but I'm gonna still keep it fun. Um, it's a it's a character that developed. Many people don't know, but I took like. Pretty much eight years of Spanish. Don't know any Spanish at all. <laughs> Un poquito. That's all. I will love saying that because. Hola, adios. Yeah. See, I don't. Dios mío. What does that mean? Food? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, My God. Oh. <laughs> I, like I knew. I figured out a new word. Um, it was like Odale. and it was on some skin. Pendejo. By Key and <laughs> oh, I know what that word means. <laughs> Chupa mi verga. Oh my gosh. You're dirty. I know. But that's, that's, that's all I was ever taught, really. Mm. My grandma taught me all those words. Mm. Oh, that I'm kidding. Know. That's terrible. She did not. Mm. I know chimichanga and, and chancla. Mm. Chanclas. Ch- yeah. Chanclas means, uh, I think, slippers. Mm-hmm. That's what the mom used yeah. to hit the kids with. Exactly. They throw the chancla. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's a power move right there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no one wants to get slapped in the face of the junk. No, and you can't see it coming because it's just so, so light, <laughs> so light, so heavy. Glides through the air with grace and, and then it's wisp. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's 
Oh, sorry. We got off track. Oh, that's good beer. Yeah, but, uh, Lagunitas. Thank yeah. you, guys. Bam, bam. Shout out to Lagunitas. Yeah. But yes, so Bean Boy was spawned in a Spanish class when I was supposed to be taking notes, but he just happened to grace the page with his cheeks mm-hmm. and hair and goggles. And um, the early Bean Boy is a lot more chubby than the Bean Boy now. Why'd you, why'd you thin, thin him out? You know, if he's going to be flying around and doing all these activities, he can't be like tired all the time. So, yeah, slim down. Just breathing. Like, 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 but he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can be wheezing <laughs> all the time. But at the same time, he's still pudgy and soft and mm-hmm. cute and adorable. But Absolutely. He's still underneath all that, he's a bad Yeah. Do not let his cheeks fool you. Now, he will cue up. <laughs> now, um, so the idea behind him was to start a comic book that was something that I could put out in the universe as a tool to teach people or to raise awareness or to, you know, make people feel uncomfortable to the point where they would reflect on self or, you know, something. But I chose to have him, you know, uh, being introduced into slavery in a sense and there's so many layers in the first chapter which i just finished today in joe's house in house (laughs) (laughs) so he was born into slavery and his father normally times we think oh you know black baby black parents well no this was some real stuff that happened in the past in slavery days when the master would have their ways with the slaves. And so Bean Boy's father is actually the slave master of the plantation that raped his mother. And now they have Bean Boy. So he's a mulatto mixed baby. And his father, or no, his, his mother's husband in the slave world is forced to still take care of Bean Boy, even though it's not necessarily his child. Did he have to, like, did they have to hide him? Like, yeah, the so, whole... so this is, yeah, so once, because, you know, once the the wife of the slave master found out, she became extremely jealous, and so she had plot to kill Bean Boy, and so now the family had to flee. So in order for them to get that window of opportunity to flee, there was this revolution, which actually happened in Jamaica in 1831. Um, and <clears throat> Samuel Sharp uh, created like this revolt and um, in that revolt there was this window of all this uh, distraction so the slaves escaped to the Blue Mountains of Jamaica with Bean Boy and um, the story kind of they find or the Bush Doctor which is like this holistic medicine fella super goofy he has one eye and the other eye is just he's like a wizard or yeah he's like this he's like this jungle wizard nice like a witch doctor he's almost yeah he's almost like a witch doctor he's almost like just the doctor of the hills and so he has he has shrubs and vines growing from inside because he's also oh nice he's like also part plant so he has all oh shit 
plant medicine powers. He know? needs to be watered. Yeah, basically. So like, I think I'm gonna have develop him some more where he can just hold his hands up and just nice. get you know nutrients and chlorophyll. <laughs> yeah. And the chlor- sun's gonna be like, yeah. yeah, here you go. Exactly. Like, yeah. like he's basically charging a spirit bomb yeah. with his hands. You know. So, but yeah, he's this old guy and just super goofy and super. He reminds me of like Hagrid from Harry Ooh. Potter. He's kind Hagrid of like was that. cool. Yeah, he's got that kind of, you know. That's bigger. a big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. So, hmm. but yeah, he's going to end up being Bean Boy's teacher and all this other stuff. But, you know, it's just taking Bean Boy and putting him in a dark place. That's where he was born. And then throughout the story, he's going to kind of rise up out of that and become a leader, become a beacon to everybody else. That's like, no matter what you're born into, you can always, you know, get yourself out of that. Just by being, you know, true to yourself and actually finding creative ways to escape that mm-hmm. environment. So that's what it's going to be like. He's going to be that guy that hopefully people can latch on to and follow and, you know, feel more empowered to succeed in life. Yeah. No matter what the circumstances they're born into. So, Man, that's yeah, really pretty cool. excited. Yeah. Man. How many pages? Uh, how many illustrations? Yeah, Man. illustrations. Oh, have you had to so I've, I've started. There's my resolution, I guess, of the new year to do a full year of uh, a full year of a comic book. So I'll do it in a peanut style, where it's just one panel, and I'll do that every day for a year. And so um, today marks the what 31st, 30, yeah, 31st day. Wow. me doing it. So the first, January 1st, I did the full cover. And then after that, it was just panel after panel after panel. And um, it just kind of developed every day. Every day was kind of improv. Yeah. So I had a general idea of the story, but never really wrote it down. Didn't really want to. I just wanted to feel it. So every day, mm-hmm. it would just, I would just look at the, the day before. And I'll just be like, all right, well, cool. This happened. So where would they go if I were them? Mm-hmm. What would they do? And then I'll just tell it like how I want you to tell it. So it's improv, but at the same time, it's still going along with the story. So like through through all that improv, like you've kind of gotten yourself now to a point where you kind of know this exact full story now. Yeah. And you can see the full picture yeah. of this character. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so um, cool, man. You know, once once I think I once I got halfway um, in the month, I was like, okay, well, I know what chapter two is going to be about now, you know, and I'm hoping that once I get halfway mark in chapter two, then I'll be like, all right, I know what chapter three is going to happen, you know, and uh, I'll do a little bit of research because I never want to get too deep to the point where it feels like I'm preaching. Right, right. But I do want to throw a little hints of what's going on in our day-to-day life, what's going on, or what was going on back in that daily daily life. Wow. <laughs> this beer, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong one. It is. It is. Mm. It snuck up on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just want to be able to introduce a lot of different layers that don't feel like they're, you know, so much in the foreground. It's just like, you'll catch it. Almost like um, favorite rapper is Lupe, by the way. And it's just like, I feel every time I tell a story, I always have it in my mind because I'll always listen to his stuff and I'll just, 
no matter how many times I listen to it, I always find something new. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I want to take that approach to the comic book, whereas every time you read it, you know, you get something extra out of it, you know, whether it's like a detail that you didn't notice before or a color that you didn't notice for a while was that color at that time in that frame, you know. So I definitely want that to be the basis of it to where people can keep reading it, keep reading it, and keep finding out different points to it and see where it goes and how it can reflect reflect to their life. So. And you were saying like... Um do you feel like, like, what do you like when you go into a project like this? Because you don't know exactly where it's going to go, you just kind of, you just start it, and then it lets it, it builds itself as you go. You know? Yeah, because um, you know, I feel because it was my character, it was easier for me to just, you know, once I started, you know, it was easier for me to kind of like let it just flourish by itself mm -hmm. and in me doing the good morning to use which I used to do every day for the previous year and a half you know but you got a freaking ton of these books full of, of them. those books man you um, do it's awesome see, like September. these are incredible you could print each one of these into their I own know, books I know man <laughs> September to December how many days is that oh uh what's that September October November it's three months Three months. No, September, one month. Yeah, so four months. Four months. Four months, 31 days. 31 days? 30 days. Something like that. But, um... Like 120 days? Plus 365. Damn. Worth of good morning to you. So, and that's a new drawing every day. A new drawing every single day. And a new style every single month. So it was definitely a cool project to kind of get me out of my box of normalcy, you know. And now that when I started the Bean Boy, it was like, all right, I'll take the same approach. I'll do it every single day. And it gives me something to wake up to. It gives me something to do that will better my skills, you know, and try to push the envelope of what I can do. You know, like almost, you know, it's like a, a well-rounded marketing you know tactic because yeah. it brings attention to everything that i do you know whether it be the fresh coffee brand whether it be my skills as an artist whether it be like my viewpoints of how i see the world you know so it kind of touches on everything yeah just one thing so i'm pretty happy about that dude yeah i um <laughs> what are the what kind of chips are those you know i thought i was getting the kettle type chips but it says kettle as the brand it's oh. not the kettle type chips so oh they're, so they're good but what are kettle type chips they're like the um really crispy they're almost like heaven <laughs> you know these are the crumble cuts they're, they're cool they're cool but you know the, the kettle style it's almost i don't know because i always imagine them being baked in a kettle but mm. when i think kettle i think of water and i don't think they're but that could be wrong. When I think, uh, remember, you know, kettle popcorn, how it balloons in that little foil oh, thing on the yeah. stove? I always think of the movie Scream. Did you ever see that movie? Where Drew so. Barrymore is in the kitchen? Like, it's the first Scream movie. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was fucked up. It was really terrible. No, I was going to ask you about your, uh, like, your good morning to you. 
Like oh, yeah. when you said you were going into different styles, like challenging yourself, did you do research on each style? Like, how did you go into that? Like, how did you like get your brain into that zone? It was um, a matter of just doing it, you know. Yeah. Instead of, <laughs> instead of like, because some of the styles I wanted to do for a while, because over the years. I've collected so many examples, so many inspiration on, you know, different boards and whatnot. Like, I mean, are these things just in the back of your mind? Like, you already know them, and so you just tap into that style? Or is it something that you would go and, like... Oh, yeah. These are always in my brain kind of thing. Nice. Okay. You know, um, yeah, because I, I don't even know if... It's just... I see my brain as like a library. Mm -hmm. And over time, I've collected so many books. And I don't know, they're not categorized, they're not organized at all. But whenever I start doing something, I'll remember whatever I saw and I'll just go and do it. And then things will just start trickling out connected to that. Yeah. And I just go with the flow. Like, I, I think I don't let anything kind of block the flow of creativity. I just let it go. Yep. And whether it be whatever I think it might be a mistake, I just view it as part of the process and I'll just keep going until it becomes something that I enjoy, you know? So that definitely helps because when I'm not sure about something, I just keep doing it until yeah. it feels right. Man, that's, that's great. I feel that way a lot whenever, um, dude, whenever I make music, because if I go into something thinking about like, Oh, I got to come out. Like, you know, you've done these events where you make live art. Yeah. And you're going into it like, okay, there's going to be people watching me do what I'm doing. Do, does that make you uncomfortable at all? Does it intimidate you? Or is it just like, you know what? You just kind of shut it off and get mm -hmm. into your zone. I like to interact. I like to bring people into it, too. Um, I think because I... I love drawing, first of all, and I love drawing from my imagination. So, people watching me creating something that I'm just thinking about, I don't really mind that. A lot of people do, but I don't. I like being watched as I draw because I like the reactions of, you know, I hear it in the background of me starting and nobody knows what it is. And as soon as I, I hit a certain point where people are like, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, I didn't see that before. You know, I like that because that feeds into me having more fun with it. Mm -hmm. And then I've had people come up and just add stuff to it, and then I'll make something out of whatever they add. And that also creates a better atmosphere, you know? Because I just feel like if I'm going to do it, you know, everyone must enjoy it as well. Mm -hmm. It's an experience. Yeah. Do you did um, like you did all the signage, I guess, over at uh, in Dallas at the Common Desk? Oh yeah, like all the those guys are so cool. Yeah, hey guys. Um, but did people watch you while you worked on those things, or was that something you did and then you brought it in? Um, I can't remember. Like I know I saw them, but I don't remember if they were on the wall or if they were separate from the wall, like pieces. They were. Uh, they were on the wall, but. I don't think I used to just do them Sunday nights. I would go in there probably around 11 or 12 and then just work until Monday morning. 
and then when people come in on Monday morning, they would see the new ones. But the last ones I did before I left, um, I did those while people were working, so they could kind of see what I was doing. And um, which is still cool because the password for the um, the Wi-Fi yeah. is my name. Really? Like yeah. <laughs> like that was that was their little um, that was them paying um, respect to me. Damn. So yeah, I love those guys. That's cool. So um, so yeah, now everybody knows they desk. they can't yeah they. Well, shit. They shout out Common yeah, Desk. shout out Common Desk. They're cool guys. So anybody listening who's at the Common Desk, if you need the Wi-Fi, you better not ask anybody. Right. <laughs> Junebug. Yep. But it's J-O-O-N-B-U-G. Yep. Yeah. Nick is pretty cool edges. You know, it was funny because, um, uh, you know, Merrick. Merrick brought yeah. me in. Brought me in. Brought Arturo and I in at first. And, um. We ended up doing a whole bunch of those signage, as well as some their events and whatnot. And we hit it off right off the bat with Nick, and he was just he was just goofy and just weird and just just he's just yeah he's yeah super nice guy. Yeah, and then we just automatically became family, and then it just became like this barter and trade system. Yeah, and super cool guy like we would hang out after common desk before common desk you know do any favors for him kind of thing and we would talk about everything you know so every time i go down there we try to hang but most of the time he's busy now but yeah the whole staff is just crazy yeah and for them to have such a small staff and they do so much like they've expanded so much it's crazy you know but do you miss it when it was like still the original small room or are you like welcome yeah big changes i do welcome the big changes yeah because it just means that they're able to have more fun and you know bring more people to see what their potential could be Mm -hmm. you know so it gives them a platform to help more people and i think that's what makes it cool it's cool to be like aware watching people's art uh be successful you know yeah it's like just watching something grow it's like going to a live show mm-hmm. you you know somebody who does music and then all of a sudden when you see them do it it's like magic topic you know? every yeah. single freaking time like you know it's funny i cried at one of his shows because um it was a recent show too it was at club dada and um like it's weird I don't know why I started crying, but I just started crying. And then after a while, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, like I remember us, you know, sleeping on couch and chairs and working all day and, you know, just basically doing our craft day in, day out and then being roommates and then still trying to push our style of, you know, music and art in a place that wasn't necessarily accepting it at the time and then for it to be finally accepted and then to see him on stage being comfortable doing what he loves i think that i broke down i was like oh. man why the hell am i crying right now and it was crazy i had to step outside because i was like man this is ridiculous like i never even thought i would be able to cry for you know because i don't really cry for anything i just go deal with it but i think like that's like uh it just shows you the amount of I don't know, dude. Like, there's something about making art and then watching and working with other people that make art and watching them just do their thing. Yeah. 
I don't know, dude. I, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's man. an amazing experience to like know people who do cool shit. Yeah. You know, because you know, you know where their mind is, and it's almost like you can. It's almost you have this whole like, if the world could see you how I see you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know they would love your stuff. You know, oh, I know yeah. they would. Yeah. And like you just, it's like this whole politics of things that act as barriers in between that and it's like when you finally break those barriers and the world actually sees you how we see you while you're working behind the scenes then it's like when they finally like show you the support and love that you're supposed to get it's like to us we're like man we see that every day but now to see everybody witnessing that and actually supporting you for that you know then it becomes more of a beautiful thing because now you're you're proud of this like final moment of yeah. recognition you know it's crazy when was the last time you saw him live um thundercat show when i was there i actually stayed in dallas just for that show nice and um it was top three shows really? i've ever been to Dude. yeah it was ridiculous when was that like what was um it was the 23rd top fourth shows sorry <laughs> I forgot one show. But yeah. In any order, it's Thundercat, Lupe, K Trinata, and freaking uh dang it. Just slipped my mind. No. Uh Fergie. Run the jewels. Oh bam. I was way, way off. Way off. Way off. Way <laughs> off, man. But yeah, top four concerts ever. Dude. But um yeah, the the, the Thundercat show was ridiculous, man. Like Thundercat's super cool, dude. Where was it at? It was at uh Three Links that uh, Oh, I never been there. It's like a new venue um, right across from trees. And um, wait, wait, no, what? you have been because I met. I, uh, was it? I met you previously at a different club. Yeah, you see, because it's the same location. Because I remember walking up. Was it Lagrange before? Yeah. Oh, same place. That's a cool they, place. Yeah, they threw in, they made it to Three Links now. Dude. And um, that's cool. Yeah. That's Shout cool out spot. to Three Links. All right. <laughs> Dude, is uh, Deep Ellum kind of still? Because I know, I know it was it like had a really big heyday, and then it kind of disappeared a little bit. It's coming back. It's coming back. Nice. Um, like Real Effects is down there now. Common Desk is down there and yeah. exploding. Yeah, Real Effects down there. Real Effects even um, they have a a new apparel, or it's like they let their designers of Real Effects kind of get their designer creativity out in a storefront oh wow so now they have a storefront which is really cool that's like, cool yeah and a buddy i met a long time ago like three years ago that showed he gave me a tour of real effects because he was trying to give me a job there and i walk into the store and he's the one there and i was like i freaking knew this would happen <laughs> like he still looks the same has a long red beard oh like, man dude i seen you so this is cool and do they have stuff like that's tied to their movies or anything, um, or is it just no, straight it's more up like art? Just, yeah, it's that's just straight cool. Up art, man. That's Apparel, great. Different stuff, makers, handmade stuff. So it's pretty cool. And then they have this other one right next door to that, where it's like a marketplace for brands. I think they have a show once a month, something like that. And different artists or you know vendors of whatever they make can come in there and they fully promote that. And oh, people man. come in, you know, it's just a marketplace. And then they have new places to eat. There's this pizza called Stone Deck. Super good pizza. Right. <laughs> and then uh, Pecan Lodge moved over there from wherever it was before. Where and were then, you before Pecan Lodge? Yeah, I think it was in the... Was that um, Farmer's Market? I think that's where it was. I don't know. 
And then there's a cool uh, boutique called Epica, which I did some um, collaborations with. Nice. We had a few shows there. Super cool boutique. Um, shout out to Brandon for that. Yo, yo. So, yeah, Do you have stuff in uh, We Are 1975? Is that what it 1976, is? 1976, yeah. 1976, I'm sorry. One more year. You're, you're, you're off, dude. It's cool. It's cool. One year. They're not Damn it. Don't be mad at Joe. I just like fives. Yeah. <laughs> fives. High five, Joe. But um, yeah, they're still down there. They're doing, uh, they have a new location. I don't know if you know about that. Mm. They're doing Really? Oak Cliff? Yeah. Shit. They're over there. Um, right? Do you know where Emporium Pies is? Uh, I've seen it, but I can't remember which corner um, or what block. It's kind of by our fellows, I guess. Okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's right across from Emporium Pies, and they're doing right. pretty well over there. So nice. Doing workshops and stuff. So cool guys to be friends with, for sure. Dude, I saw for the first time that right up there is I bought that by my oh, buddy yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Brent Couchman. He's uh, he actually, dude. I need to hook you guys up. He lives in San Francisco, dude. <laughs> I didn't even think about what? that. What? Yeah, he does. He did that, and uh, I randomly was in the store and saw it, and I was like, "Fuck, I've seen this," and it was uh, Brent. Was that there? So was shout out, day? Brent Couchman. What no, is no, it? No, no. I think we went to that store, and you were you said that that you. Oh, were but, you there with me? Dude, don't tell me that. No, I don't think so. I think you just picked it up, and you're like, "Yeah, my buddy did this." I think. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like bragging. Yeah. So see, I brag about that you thing. Brag about you know, it's cool. Hey, that's one. No, that's a great store though, man. They have so, so much cool shit. Like I want to buy everything when I'm in there. Yeah. Everybody's so. art is so amazing, dude. It's like all these different worlds. Yeah. You know. And you've created this whole world with uh, fresh coffee and. Mm-hmm. All those coffee beans and. I just got my shirt. The. Uh, yes. Yeah, and it, it came with uh, coffee smells. Yeah, it smells like coffee. Came in a little coffee bag. Yeah, still, still perfecting that. Um, the package is cool, but you know, it's not. What do you want to do? Man, I want to. I really just want to fool people, all the way fool. Like oh, I want to develop. Like it sew it into a cat and well, ship them a cat. <laughs> like. <a> d- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Pull this tab. Oh, <laughs> tabby, tabby the fresh coffee package. <laughs> No, but I wanted to make it so official that it looks exactly like a coffee bag. Yeah, yeah. But there's a shirt in there that smells like coffee. You know, down to like the little um, explanation, like, you know, notes of cherry, notes of. But it would be notes of whatever, you know, inspired, whatever, whatever colors that fit in nature mm-hmm. that inspired that whole collection. Nice. So yeah, like yeah. If I did. So I have um, blends now, so this blend that I'm about to re- release, and um, it's called the House Blend, and I've released it before, but I'm like redoing it, so it's going to be like a signature blend, and it's more like the core values of the company. Yeah, it's like the coffee, it's like the house coffee when you go in. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Exactly. So I want to develop some kind of like, you know, promotion later on, or, you know, stuff that goes on the package that says house blend says it was roasted on this day which basically is the print date yeah yeah and then however many ounces the back weighs with the shirt inside and then like you know you can taste notes of um i have like a, a coral shirt so i'm nice. gonna say something like i don't know 
ripe cherries, strawberries. I don't know. Something, something, something fruity something, and yeah, you know, scenty. You know, just like give it there and then, <laughs> you know, just kind of have to sell not, it all away. You know? What's, what's uh, like, how would you get, because I know you said the shape, you want the shape of the bag. Like, is it, is it like folding? Is it some sort of like, like, how would you... I don't know. Like, well, I just imagine, because I have the regular craft bags, and I just, you know. Is there a way to, like, fill it with air and actually seal them with air? Like, find some bags yeah, that you can seal um, with air? the bags that I get have, like, the little uh, wax liner on the inside to protect it from getting wet or whatever. Yeah. And I've recently nice. found out that you can just, like, heat seal that. You know? Ooh. I only have an iron right now, but if I can get, like, a curling iron, yeah. I can just, like, clamp it and heat seal it at the at the neck and then fold it over. Gotcha. You know, and then once it's folded over, get like a sticker, kind of a long sticker and just like yeah. seal it that I see, way. I see. You know, and then that'll be the package. Nice. You know. But eventually I want to have it like printed on there so I can design different packages to go with different collections kind of thing. You know? And it comes with like a, a little creamer. Creamer and sugar packet. Sugar packet. <laughs> you know, I've developed the whole coffee scent a long ways from Back in the day when I used to just store it with coffee beans and yeah. ruin shirts because coffee beans would get oil all over the shirts. <laughs> and it was a mess. It was a mess. I was young. I was dumb. But anyway, now, you know, I um, get these refillable tea bags, which I found online, super cheap. And, you know, it takes a little extra work, but I just put grind up the coffee fresh as soon as um, somebody makes an order. Then I grind it up, put it, stuff it in a tea bag, two scoops, heat seal it with an iron, drop it in the bag. Oh, man. So it doesn't smell like coffee at first, but by the time it travels through the mail. So did I get one of those? You did. I did. Okay. Yeah, I remember opening it up and I was just like smelling it, just holding it up, just like I do with it. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. I was sitting in my room. Yeah. I was so like fucking excited yeah, about it. Yeah. And I opened the bag and I just sat there like smelling yeah. it because I knew, dude, I could smell it. Yeah, dude. That's it's, know, it's so brilliant, man. Thank you, man. It is brilliant. It's an honor to like be able to like s- witness this moment of you uh, building this you, craft of an uh, amazing company. Thank you, man. I love it's I love exciting, the dude. gives people, man, because you know you being excited just for the smell of it kind of like makes. I was just thinking back wild. right now. I mean, I'm like it's so funny because I did it. I, I didn't even think about it. It's just funny. I get a lot of people telling me, like, man, my whole room smells like coffee, you know? Yeah. Or, like, um, this teacher that I spoke at um, this college in San Francisco, she had bought a shirt. And um, she said she wore the shirt to the gym. And everybody was like, like, why do you smell like coffee and sweat right now? (laughs) This woman just drank, like, six lattes and came. basically, Basically. So, you know, it's. It's those stories that I like, man, about it because they're weird, but they're still kind of cool and they fit into the brand. Because I never want the brand to be super serious nor necessarily super goofy. Kind yeah. Of the balance of like, this is cool, but this is it's serious. epic, it's dude. It's like a it's a story. Yeah. It's it's got a experience. I mean, yeah, like you were ta- you were telling me about the uh, the Good Mornings. Yeah. Like, there's so many different characters that are their own characters and these are just you know you've got over 365 of them 
And uh, oh, I was asking you about the uh, if you had if you drank a cup of coffee every time you were drawing oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you were you gave me a good tip about uh, drinking water in the mornings. Yeah, so I used to just drink coffee as soon as I wake up, and um, it became like this. I don't know. I don't know if it was a healthy habit because it sounds good. It sounds like oh man, I just wake up, you see, you get your you know. Your coffee going. Yeah. You wake up for the day. Don't talk and to me until I have my coffee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that whole, like, that whole message, that whole, like, face of the coffee world oh, is, I feel is. I've known crackheads that do that, but lie. with crack. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just need it. I just need it. But, um, yeah, I just, I just feel like that's that's not necessarily the, the way to go with coffee. Because coffee is, it's going to sap a lot of your um, your water levels is very it's going to dehydrate you. So, what I read was um, supposedly an Eastern um, practice. So they would um, in Asia, as soon as they wake up, they would drink a certain amount of water. What I saw was you drink 16 ounces. So that's basically a bottle to me, give or take a couple ounces. So I wake up and I drink a bottle of water before I do anything. And normal times you wake up and you think you're hungry and you want to eat something, but a lot of times it's just because your stomach kind of shriveled up. When yeah, you're it's like a and then that's deflated balloon. Yeah, and then you wake up with this dry mouth kind of thing, and you know it kind of it's annoying. So <laughs> you just drink your water and you drink all of it as quickly as you can so you can get out of the way. And then you go do whatever you want because now you feel full. It's a temporary full, but you feel full because your body's getting all the hydration. It's being replenished. Yeah, it's being replenished. And then you do whatever you want for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. And then you go eat. Mm. And then once you eat, you can have your coffee there because everybody needs to drink coffee with water. No matter what time of the day, you got to have that water with it. Yeah. You're just going to dehydrate yourself. Do you uh, do you find like you actually enjoy drinking your coffee more now that you get to hold off and just you, yeah, just have a new routine about it? Yeah, cause um, I think whenever I used to drink coffee, as soon as I woke up, it was more so just to wake up, you know. But now when I wait and I drink coffee, it can I can enjoy making it more. I don't have to rush and make it. I can sit there and. Measure it out, just right. <laughs> if it's sucking, how do you make your coffee? Like, what do you do? I use an AeroPress, and Ooh. thanks to my homie Jared, Red Cultivar. Nice. He gave me this recipe that I've been using, and that recipe is amazing. Can you share it? Is oh, it I brought a my secret. AeroPress. I brought my AeroPress for you, bro. Oh I, my I can, god, I'm so excited! Yeah, I don't know if I can share it on the air. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. There's secrets. Yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll definitely make something, man. I brought coffee, grinder, and AeroPress. Oh, right. my God. So, but once he taught me that, I just love making coffee now. Oh, man. You know, yeah. At first, it was like, oh, okay, I like making coffee. And then, you know, I guess I like drinking it, too. Because I had one cup that made me just love coffee black. Yeah. Like, I used to put cream and sugar in there. It's like Me, too, man. I used to put all this shit in there. Yeah. It's such and a then, waste. Yeah, it really was. And then after I had... That one golden cup, I think it was like at Lucia's in Dallas in No Cliff. I just never went back, bro. Yeah. So now I love making coffee. I love the 
the delicacy of, you know, being one second off or one gram off. Or, you know, just yeah. it's almost like an art form now. You know, I'm not too crazy with it like some people are, but I do enjoy the art in making coffee. Mm. And I can definitely taste a difference with... Like Folgers. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, you know, a good cup versus something that I... Which I like Folgers, too. I'm like, I've had Folgers, you know. I don't know if I like Folgers. <laughs> Folgers to me... I can like, get through it, but I... Folgers to me is like McDonald's or something. Like, well, it like makes well, my no, stomach is good now. feel like I drank rusty water. Yeah, because that commercial you know? doesn't necessarily equate to flavor mm. and no, quality. No, no. You know, I do remember that commercial when I was younger, though. Could you see yourself, like, with your brand in the future, could you see yourself, like, ever opening a coffee house and, like, creating this whole experience where people could, like, go somewhere, see your art, um, just enjoy this world that you're creating? Because it's a world. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a lot of a world a lot of people can relate to and connect to different yeah. levels. So the... the um, the long-term goal is to have three stores and um, two in the U.S. somewhere and then one overseas somewhere. And um, just to have stores that would embody the environment around it, that would build a community around it. Because I always want people to um, come to the stores and necessarily you know, meet other people as well as spawn new ideas from meeting those other people. You know, kind of almost like a... It's more than just shopping somewhere. You're like yeah, it's meeting more like a... building experience mixed with like a coffee shop, mixed with mm -hmm. a co-working space concept, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and just having people coming there and not feel obligated to buy something. But developing a business model where it doesn't rely on people buying the actual merchandise all the time but it revolves around something secondary that will fund you know the whole store yeah so that way it doesn't i can bring people in there that just want to come in there and talk to other people and somehow we're still making you know yeah the bills being paid mm -hmm. so i just always feel like there's a certain left field type of business model that can make it work but um, I do want to have a place where people can come and just chill, see the art for what it is, benefit from the other people that's coming there, as well as, you know, learn something new and drink coffee, good coffee or whatever. Dude, the day I walk by and see a fresh coffee, I'm going to lose my shit. Man. I will lose my shit. Man, man, man. And I will say, dude, I remember when I asked you about this and mm -hmm. fuck, here it is. Yep. This is it. Shout out to 44 Build because they're going to be building my stuff. Man. You're like, uh, I think you're a master of creating with creators. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just. Uh, Thank you, man. Like everybody that you, you work with is fucking incredible. Everybody. Yeah. And so you kind of have crafted this community of people promoting each other and building each other, you know, kind of from the ground up. Yeah. You know, I believe that too. And I love that because they're all different pockets of people. For some reason, I know pockets of people that, you know, example, when I was in Dallas, 
there would always be parties. But some people don't, you know, invite certain type of people. Like, as soon as you heard about that party, you knew exactly who was going to be there. But for me, I always like throwing my own stuff because then I know so many different types of people that could, I could always get them in all one room. Mm -hmm. And then if I could get you in one room with somebody else in one room that was totally different from you, but create an environment where everybody just wants to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Then it's like you realize that you're all one, you know, entity, one mm -hmm. person. You just have different traits, different, you know, interests and stuff like that. And then creating this environment where you can talk to each other, you never know who you're going to talk to, what they're going to be interested in. There's always going to be one line of like interest in or common interest, you know, that you guys can expound on, you know, and then eventually like, oh, well, I know you're into this. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do this for the longest time. Do you want to collaborate? You know, like I always want to build a room of collaborators because I love seeing people collaborate that have a certain serious, like they want to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah. man, if I could only find someone else to help me with this small part of it, you know, and I want to create that environment where people can come in they know whoever they meet there is going to be super serious you know ready for doing this just out of the love not necessarily like i'm just here for the money kind of thing i want to build more opportunities for people that love doing what they love so um it's so crazy too how even like okay here we <laughs> just to wrap up like universal shit just how crazy shit. the universe is like we're sitting here right now mm -hmm. having this conversation in this rv eating this not <coughs> so kettle kettle chips um but i met you because john perkins uh where is that man he's probably he's in dallas land swimming the seas of cheese sleeping in hammocks Sleeping, yeah, probably. That dude. He's a, he's he's very uh, he he goes hiking a lot. He goes journey. He's a journeyman. He opened my Great eyes dude. to so many things, man. He's a genius. It was so weird. I would always running into. I would run into him the moment that he popped in my mind. Like I would be like, I wonder what John's doing, and I would turn around and he'd be right there. I thought it was the weirdest thing. It almost creeped me out for a while, but because I was. I was walking in the Sprouts and I just thought about him. And then he just got out of his car and was walking into Sprouts. And I was like, are you serious? And I was with some people riding a bike on White Rock Lake. And I thought about John. And I'm riding my bike and he's like jogging. And I was like, are you freaking serious? This is John right now. It was yeah. literally the craziest thing. But every time we would talk, it would just be this discussion about like why do we feel the way we feel you know mm -hmm. it's like this is really eye-opener stuff about the world and our how we perceive it mm -hmm. so shout out to john shout out man i've had uh gosh i i know you guys talked oh man we we've spent many years i would say like as roommates yeah over time just up till three four in the morning discussing the most far out shit and dude yeah i don't i don't know where i'd be without that guy yeah, so man. but he he bumped into you and 
the second he met you, he goes, dude, I met a guy today you've got to meet. Yeah. And he started uh, just, I don't know, doing his John thing, which is just, he's full of love, man. Yeah, I got, I, we we got to have to talk about how we met, though. Because, like, I think I was going to the post office. Yeah, I went to the post office that day to mail off something for Fresh Coffee, mail off the package. And on my way back, I stopped by the bank and then got some money or whatever. And then I was riding home, I passed a Starbucks. As soon as I passed Starbucks, my bike tire went flat. So I'm sitting here like, ah, oh, crap, what the hell am I gonna do? I'm maybe like a 10, 15 minute walk from my house. And um, I'm walking across, I think it was Chase. Maybe it was Chase. I don't know, it was right by the Starbucks on, Hmm, what is that street called? Oh, well, I can't think of it. What side of Dallas? The east side? East side, Dallas. Right by the Aldi's on... Mm. Man. It's not Abrams? No. I don't want to say... It was Good Latimer? Maybe it was Good Latimer. Good Latimer, Good Latimer. Yeah, it was Good Latimer. And, um... No. <laughs> No, it wasn't good Latin. <laughs> it was whatever that street that turns from Malcolm X into something around the corner. Hmm. It goes out of Deep Elm, Malcolm X, and turns into some G word. I don't know. But there's a Starbucks. Gaston? Gaston, yeah. Gaston. 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 I think that was Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Gaston and... Um, I want to say Peak Street, maybe. Wherever that Starbucks oh, is. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But it was that same Starbucks, and I uh, got a flat tire. And then he was on his, he was getting on his bike, and I was walking, looking like a sad puppy. And I could see my my peripherals who were just kind of looking at me like, you know, kind of. I like our shit. Know what he was doing, but he just said something. He was like, "Hey, man, you need any help?" And I was like, "No, I didn't. I wasn't really sure, you know." what to do so he was like no man start talking <laughs> I was like yeah I'll, I'll give you it's like most back. people don't offer help <laughs> yeah like you just you don't know how to deal with you know I'll take that so he was like man yeah I can give you a ride back to your house you know and I was thinking I was like how are you gonna give me a ride when my bike is right here and you're on a bike how's that gonna work so I was like no man it's cool you know I'll just walk home I'm not that far from here and then just kind of turned this whole conversation. I forgot what we talked about, but I know we talked for a while. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, yeah, I got, I told him about Topic. That's what it was. I told him about Topic and Topic had released the um, Finally Confident album and he was selling that. And I told him about Topic, he told me about you and that we should link up later. And then I went, when I finally got home, Topic was like, yo, bro, somebody just bought my album for 20 bucks. Topic was selling it for, I think, 10 bucks. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, some dude named like John Perkins. And I was like, bro, I just met him like, like 15 minutes ago. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> dude, like, he just. It's like, yeah, like, he just bought it for 20 bucks. I was like, bro, I just told him about you, you know? And John's like technology, dude. He's, yeah. He's quick. I was like, man, that's crazy because I really just met him. Like I had a flat tire and he just offered me help and then we just got to talking. So he was like, yeah, well, he just bought it. And I was like, all right, well, we're supposed to be meeting up with him, meeting uh, his guy named Joe. And some then that, bastard that he lives with. Some, some guy. 
And then we ended up at Buzz Brews that, what was it, that oh, same day yeah. or the next day or something like that. Buzz Brews, I missed that place. But yeah, we just ended up at Buzz Brews and then we all started talking and then we all became friends like that. So, that And was, then we like hung out at Weld Events and yeah, exactly. Common Desk and good old Weld. Random like, dude, it's so crazy, man. It's life is, I, dude, because I lived in Dallas for, oh gosh, eight years and then I moved to Nashville for five and then I moved back to Dallas for two. And the two years that I lived there completely trumped my previous eight years that I ever lived there. Just wow. because meeting you guys, like being inspired by everything you guys were doing, like honestly, man, like yeah. I did not have the greatest experience previously. Wow. You know, it was great. It was good. It leads you to the next place. Yeah. Everything is always in its right place, you yeah. know? It teaches you if you're, if like that's the thing I've had to like figure out is like, I just got to keep my fucking eyes open yeah. right now at everything I'm doing and know Wait. with confidence, you know? Wait, we can cut on here? I think so. I don't know. Okay. If anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you just, so I can blur, I can beep that out, though. So saint-like. Well, you know. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I just thought that was so cool. Like, I, I sit there and go, man. And they all collaborated. Yeah. That was awesome. We did a Christmas tune, which, you know, I, I'm not one for holiday songs. I shouldn't mm -hmm. say Christmas. It was a holiday song. It was more like a, I was in a different headspace too at the time, but oh my God, dude. I, okay. When Topic came in to, uh, to record, I didn't really realize, I didn't know what to expect as far as like, you know, when you work with people in the studio or in anywhere, like you're drawing or doing a collab with somebody, you don't know what to expect because yeah. you just like, he was so like fucking quick. I just didn't realize how quick he was. Yeah. Um, honestly, like one take and then he would do like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was quick, dude. He was fucking so good. And, uh, and then he would literally say because i was engineering he was like all right now make me a new track and split me to the right you know and then mm. all right make me a new track split me to the left i'm gonna do this and he would just keep adding his pieces he knew exactly every piece he wanted to add it's like um i mean he just knew all the different everything he was gonna do and yeah. uh came in and knocked it out it was really cool that's awesome man blew my shit open Awesome. Uh, it became what it was because of him. That's what I'm going to say right now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So what, uh, you're here, you're here for a good few days. Yeah, I leave Wednesday and I'm trying to see LA. I'm trying to see the, mm, the real LA. Yeah, not necessarily the Hollywood glam and that's cool for the next visit, but you don't want to go see like Angelina Jolie's little star on the. No, 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 no. Are her lips there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I just wanna. I wanna paint. I wanna paint, man. I'm hoping that Blue will pick up his phone and we can go paint. And um, yeah, my buddies are here from Spain. I think they're here for the first time in the States, too. And they're Elodie and uh, Daron. Cool cup. Are you, like, what kinds of, um, when you say you want to paint, what would you prefer to paint? Like, what is the meat, like, on a, mm. like a mural or? I really want to paint on a wall somewhere. 
I don't have too much experience in that, but I want to be able to put my sketchbooks on walls. So if anybody out there wants to give me a chance, that'd be awesome. Damn, because I would kill it. Maybe. I would, uh... I would wound it, at least. If I had a, uh... Like a studio, I would, I would have you there right now to uh, do whatever the hell you wanted. A noble gesture. I would definitely wreck that shit. (laughs) And you don't paint, you don't paint naked or anything like that. You don't have any like... No, no, no. I just fart a lot. (laughs) But, you know. Do you listen to music when you paint? I do, man. Um, That's another thing. I love music. I love how... Various forms can inspire me, man. Um, I don't necessarily turn a deaf ear to different styles. I know whatever sounds good to me will sound good to me. I know that I can't have too much of one genre before I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. I do appreciate a lot of different forms of music, the good, the bad. Um, the most I like to paint to uh, would be some experimental stuff with some weird sounds, you know, layered, really complex. But then I can switch to like reggae or classical. I have this playlist called Ear Velvet. And I got from like, uh, the name came from Warren, Warren B. Had this mm-hmm. name. Warren B. coming up with a lot of cool names. But, um, yeah, he's like, man, that's pure air belt. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's such a cool way to describe it. It's so soft. It. You want to put your face on it. Yeah, it's like such Damn. a cool way to describe the sound of music. So yeah. I have this classical playlist called Ear Velvet. And um, a lot of Chopin on there. And oh, nice. Just, like zone out to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I listen to some country as well. Nice. I mean, I did spend like four and a half years in Abilene, so... Yeah, you know, country just kind of soaked into my skin there. Yeah, country music's got its uh, it's it got does, its man. good sides. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, very um, soothing in a way. You know, um, reggae, of course, and um, different forms of hip hop. You know, yeah, I do like some of the the trap stuff. I do like some of the um, uh, super super quick stuff. Lupe all be at the top of the charts, you know. Lupe Andre, common, you know. Where's Lupe from? Uh, he's from Chicago. Nice. God, it's so cold over there. It is, man. I feel like it's not even. It's not even a pavement visible right now. It's probably like fully just. Oh yeah, just powdery. Yeah, powdery, salty. Yeah, slipping all over the place. Yeah, you know I never got that whole salt on snow thing. Is it like it dissolves the? Yeah, like melts the snow. Oh, yeah. So you kind of sprinkle it on your driveway or on walkways, stairs, and stuff. I always had this like imagination kind of uh, journey here. Was what if there was a a device that you could snap under your car that just melt the snow instantly? It's like this laser that, you know, kind of shoots out like, Mm -hmm. you know, light beams, Mm -hmm. like your headlights, but at such a hot level that you basically, like, 
is melting the snow and pushing it to the side as you're yep. driving. You know. Or even almost drying the street even. Mm, it would yeah. melt it to a dried There it is. There you know what? Why don't they just make like a I mean, I guess it would make more sense on an actual vehicle cuz then you could go off-road and go into places that wouldn't maybe I was going to say like why don't cities just design the roads where you know, they're heated, like the roads are heated, you know? Thought about that. You know, we were talking earlier about like humans creating with no limits and I think we would have created that by now, but there's a limit somewhere, mm. you know? If it was profitable. Well, we just gotta stop being profitable. We've gotta start being efficient. Right? But this is America <laughs> 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 like the best answer to everything. This is America, man. America. America. Well Jimbug. This has been real, dude. This has been I, uh, Does this RV work? Can we just I don't like, even know. Start up? We just, just pushed all these stuff. buttons and we've been talking for the past, I don't even know how long we've been doing this. I've been this, sitting on this rock. <laughs> I've been sitting I've on seen, this rock. I've seen so many deer. <laughs> so many buffalo. Well, dude, glad we're going to get to hang and uh, you just tell me where, uh, where to go, where to take you. Or uh, feel free to take my bike and disappear. Do whatever you want. Disappear into the woods. Welcome to the jungle, baby. It's L.A. All right. Is it safe? That's right? when I'm supposed to shake my titties. Oh, yeah. And tell you that I uh, got a sex change. Yeah, those egg cups. <laughs> and I've got a gig tonight at like 3 a.m. I'm going to shake those egg cups. That's, that's terrible. All right, man. It's been real. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, dude. Uh, before we go, tell... Um, people where they can find uh, all your information oh uh, yes so my most prominent uh, creative space that I post things is Instagram uh, you can find me at fresh coffee that is fresh and then coffee is spelled K-A-U-F-E-E -E. that is K-A-U-F-E-E -E. Fresh what coffee. is that? At Fresh Coffee. <laughs> At Fresh Coffee, there. And then I'm also on the uh, Facebook uh, at Junebug, J-O-O-N-B-U-G. And then Twitter as Fresh Coffee. Pretty much all social media, if you want to find me, is at Fresh Coffee. My Twitter is... Uh, I'm not there very often because there's a lot of words. And <laughs> I'm a picture guy. But so they only give you 140. I know, right? That's 142 more. <laughs> but Instagram, that's where you'll find me. And then Tumblr. I built up a pretty awesome Tumblr of inspiration if you want to get that. But yes, all my political agendas and perspectives are on Facebook, though. At Junabug. Which you, uh, you passed Junabug along Lines. much, much amazing information to me. I actually, uh, I think there's a few people, I think I've whittled my homepage down to like mm. all the people that I follow uh, down to just a handful. I so, do that. um, you're one of the few people that's on, on, you know, I take the information you, you pass you, and I, I like to consume it and see what, what it's all about. So, and that's all I really want for people to do, you know, there's all this bickering about the clickbait. Uh, yeah. Title of the post. I'm just like, man, you read the post. You know, it's funny. I post so many things, and people just comment without even reading it. Hmm. And then you can tell 
that they commented just from the post's mm-hmm. title. And then I'll just see that and be like, mm, did you read it's it? It's the oh, bane yes, of Facebook. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So, it's crazy. But Facebook can be a trap, but yes, it but can also true. be a place of good information. That's true. And information is out there. And it's free now. It's mm. weird. It's weird how that works. Internet. Mm. It's free. There are those out there trying to keep it from being that way forever, but freedom will prevail, and it always will. It will. It will find its way to the surface. It's like a, it's like a mole or something. It's like mm. a groundhog. There is. Yeah, it's like ground. a, it's like pitching a tent, you know. Yeah. Or it's like an earthworm after it rains. Hmm. Freedom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's like a. It's like the first inkling of a of like a. Like a leaf coming out of the ground, you know, right after the fresh spring rain. There it is. It's like the steam in New York City. Hmm. There it is. It's like a pre-fart when your stomach bubbles a little bit. (laughs) Okay, you got me. Ship radio or online at enter the elf tree.com or else I will find you. you, 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 you.